everyone, and welcome back to the Class of War podcast. We have two amazing guests. We have the one and only Kevin Ness from the Mac Ness podcast and E-Society, and the one and only Mike Marin. Cheers. What's up, everybody? When, when was I on? Was it last year or was it this year? Um, it was this year, man. Um, a couple of months ago. Yeah, and you were just on Skate Society, so yeah, yeah. One of my buddies was going. He goes, "Who was that dude?" I said, "I met him through social media and everything, and he's got a podcast, but I haven't like met him." I said, "Yet." So next time I go to Phoenix, so yeah, man, we gotta I'll, go. We gotta go to one of the uh, I IZW um, wrestling matches that are here. I mean, I went the other day um, last week because it was just like a last minute thing. Um, I went over there and met uh, Steve Steve Islas, the Navajo Warrior. Did and, he wrestle? Yeah, he wrestled, and it was pretty good. I didn't, I um, I didn't expect it to be that good. I mean, it was really awesome. I mean, people were just flying around, flying here and there. It was just like watching a regular WWE match. I think those little indie house shows to me they're always better. I mean, I love going to the big giant ones, but to those ones when it's real more up close and personal it's it's just so much more fun um there's a guy in reno he goes by el chupacabra mm-hmm. the mexican werewolf he's got the the makeup the fangs and everything man he's he's just as awesome he's hella cool he's a little short guy but he flies all over the ring and i'm like dude you ever bite your lips wearing those those teeth he goes nah man <laughs> <I'm> like all <laughs> right so that's cool. I like uh, he does it because he goes down to Oakland every now and then and they do um, Hood Slam. Mm. And that's that's crazy. I think he's uh, he does uh, Choopy there. And he also he's um what's his name from Mortal Kombat? Uh, Sub-Zero. He, he'll dress up as Sub-Zero and get in there and wrestle. It, it's crazy, man. Just look up Hood Slam videos. Is that the one that you're talking about in the last pod when you're when they're like people were handing out shots around. The yeah. Room. Yeah. It's that. <laughs> it's that <laughs> and they were dumping in everyone's mouths. Yeah. It's that place. Do they still have it? Yeah. They do it uh, outside now. It's in a parking lot. Cause they just, uh, the COVID restrictions in the Bay area. Mm. It's like, it, as soon as you get in that little parking lot area, that's gated off. It's still, everyone's still pretty much right there, but it's, I guess it's safer when it, when it's outside, but I don't know. Oh man, I gotta go there and watch it because it sounds pretty awesome. Yeah, dude, it it it's hella cool. I mean, it's just it's twenty one and over, so there's no kids. I mean, their motto is uh, "fuck the kids, leave them at home," and it, <laughs> it just it just goes crazy. <laughs> it is hella crazy at those things. <laughs> All right, they guys. should have. They should have that rule at Target. Mm. <laughs> um, yeah, horror. I mean, well, there's there was there was some horror wrestlers out there. I mean, and I mean they had um, yeah, Gangrel. He he was awesome. <laughs> Him and the Brood. Um, um the Ah, <laughs> I don't know, but I. Uh, <laughs> Bray Wyatt, uh, I, I like the mask. I thought that was cool, but uh, Gangrel, he's cool. I, I liked him. Um, the first indie house show I went to in Reno, he was there, and there was like nobody in there. 
but he was hella cool. He did the whole thing, came out with the smoke, and he did drank the blood and spit it on everybody, and he had the fangs. He was hella cool. It was a good little match. I mean, I, I didn't even know he was going to be there. So he did the whole little vampire thing. And I always thought that was really cool. But um, yeah, I know there's other ones. There's a lot of indie wrestlers that go forward with the with the horror angle. I think um, it was, he, a, was a, the boogeyman. Okay, yeah, we saw him. Uh, and, uh, what was the Riverside one, Mike? I just forgot. Um, oh, Dark Side? Yeah, that one. He was there. Uh, I think you, when you first started, he was right next to um, Candyman. Um, oh yeah, Tony Todd. Yeah, he was right next to him when you were talking to him. That's when I, and I didn't realize Boogeyman was there because we were sitting there talking to Tony Todd, and that was really cool. But uh, before we dive into everything, Hellraiser, mm. this new one on Hulu. I think it comes out in a few days. Do you guys have thoughts on that? If you've seen the trailer, oh man, I mean, out, man, I mean, it's interesting with all this new, this new uh, casting stuff that Hollywood's going through. I mean, at first I was opposed to it, but I mean, every everything uh, everything deserves a chance, mm. and uh, we'll see. You know, I'm not one of these people that's gonna be like, nah, f that, you know. Uh, pinhead's a dude and all I mean hey it's whatever it just better be entertaining and not stupid mm-hmm. which a lot of these horror reboots tend to be like really stupid and trying to you know everything you know what's what's whack is like everything these days wants to have a message you know like one of the ones that I really find you know like um, one of the most profound things I ever heard from a horror director was John Carpenter when he was like, why do you want to give, you know, when, when Rob Zombie was doing Halloween, he's like, why do you want to give Michael Myers a reason to why he is, you know, why you want to explain him? And then I remember one of his quotes was, if you try to explain Halloween, it takes away the magic of it. It takes away the, the terror, mm. you know, cause when they wrote Michael Myers, they, you know, even the first one, as a standalone film, Halloween should have been just left alone. And then they had to make it, you know, to where he had a sister and all that to try to give him a reason why. But, you know, he just says the way John Carpenter wrote him, he just was. And a lot of the films now try to make, give reason to why these killers are to either make us like sympathize with them or relate to them. But man, just like, I mean, we had enough horror these days, right? I.E. Netflix's Dahmer, if you haven't checked that out, it's 10 episodes of just pure, you know, pure um, craziness and evil. I mean, but going back to Hellraiser, yeah, man, I don't, I don't, I'm going to check it out. You know, I just hope if it's just one film, let it be one film, because I'm interested in seeing what angle they're going to take with this one, you know, but um, yeah, we'll see. Rob, what did you think? Mm. Well, I only seen the first two. I haven't seen like the three and everything. You don't need to see any of the other ones. <laughs> you saw the best ones. <laughs> yeah, because that's what I heard. In my, in, in my opinion, <laughs> um, one of my friends I were talking about, you know, the new trailer that just came out. Um, he said, "Yeah, dude. I mean, the three, the third one. You know, it's kind of crazy, but it just doesn't fall with the the first two. 
um, it's best for you to just stay with those two. And um, I watched them and damn, dude, I mean, right now I'm just thinking of like, I mean, it's a girl. I mean, it's, it should be a dude, but like what Mike said, you know, we just have to see, see what's going on see what the director does with this character, um, sees what he does different and everything. So I just, I can't really say after I watched it. So, um, I mean, just have to wait and see. From what I understand, I'm I'm not much of a reader. If it, if it doesn't have pictures, I, I I don't touch them. But um, from what I understood, a friend of mine who read who reads a lot of Clive Barker's stories, he said that Pinhead or uh, the Cenobite, it was a female in the book. So, um, that was kind of new to me. I mean, I had heard that before, but nobody ever really explained it. So I I want to know: is this film? the beginning uh, like a restart of uh, a reboot of the franchise. I mean, the trailer looks cool. I don't know who the young woman that, that's playing pinhead, but uh, I, I think she looks cool, but I mean, nothing's going to take uh, away what the magic uh, in the first two, what I liked about the first two, second one, Hellbound being my favorite out of uh, all the Hellraiser. I've seen all the other ones and I just, I could, I could, after three, the three was the last one I saw in the theater. And I think the rest were just like straight to video type of deals. But of course, Pinhead went to space. So I mean, why not? Uh, <laughs> Jason went there. Uh, Leprechaun went there and all that. So, so I'm sure Michael Myers will go to space eventually. No, come on. No, <laughs> no. I'm going to have to cut you off right there. Well, he was fucking, he was a, uh, Raping his niece and yeah, but that, that's that's <laughs> that's gone. That's that they they uh men in black it with that you know that little pen. They looked in the pen and and, and it's gone now. <laughs> I, I was hearing that they wanted to uh, go more off of that. Uh, was it the, they the lost cult dude. of thorn? Dude, no, like, first of all, they can't because Ant-Man signed on for 20 more Marvel movies, so they can't react the magic. He was supposed to come back if they didn't get uh, Farmer Ted to be um, <laughs> <Tommy> Wallace. <laughs> uh, so, how, how come they didn't get the, the, uh, the original kid? I mean, I'm I sure don't know. I think they have done it. Yeah, they should have got the original kid. And, uh, it, I, I don't know, man. It's, I mean... I'm gonna I'm gonna ask him. I'm I'm gonna roll the dice and ask him when I meet him at Santa Monica Palooza next weekend. Be like, hey man, let me ask you a question. Um, why didn't they get the real dude in you? Because you were kind of lame. You know, <laughs> you there with your bat, evil dies tonight, and then you got dealt with. And in the in the extended version, you got dealt with even more. <laughs> so I mean, he's not gonna get an action figure. So. Is is this Steelbook the extended one or is it the regular? Let me see the one the, with the red on it. This one. Should have both versions on it. Is that the 4K? Yeah. Yeah, it should have both versions. That's the one I got. Oh yeah, it says the yeah, it's got rated R on the no, not rated one. Okay. Um, but yeah, back to Hellraiser. This is the best one. Hellraiser, Hellbound. Sorry about the glare. Uh, this is a cool one from Arrow Video. Um, but what I loved about it, what I loved about the first two is that those stories, like it pretty much started where the first one ended. 
So I thought that was cool, bringing back Kersey and everything and and going forward with that. But yeah, this new one, um, the trailer looks cool. I'll watch it and uh, we'll just see what it's going to do. I mean, I do like that Hulu's starting to make uh, franchise films. I mean, it kicked ass with Prey. Mm. Um, that was an amazing film. Uh, I wish I would have got to see it on the big screen. It sucks, man. I mean, Russ and them oh, got yeah. to see it in Oklahoma <laughs> on the big screen. And all of you lucky fucks that went to San Diego Comic-Con got to see it mm. on the big screen. Man, I was just like, man. Yeah, I think... I mean, I don't think nowhere was playing in here in Arizona. So I mean, it was mostly up there and Cali and everything. We have a, um, uh, Native American, uh, film festival. My fingers are crossed that they, uh, they'll get it. I mean, which, which one, which festival, the, the one, what's her name is running. Um, the one you, the one you did the last uh, time. San Francisco or yeah, that's in San Francisco. Uh, I don't know, miss. It's not in their lineup. It's not in their program lineup. Um, just, just get it and put it out for us. So then I'll go. But, I'll go uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, just real quick. Uh, when I was at Monster Palooza, uh, I got to meet Doug Jones, and he signed my Hellraiser figure, my Pinhead figure. But um, I gave him one of my one of my figure photography uh, pictures of, of him. And it was kind of cool. He like looked at it for a long time, and I was like, "Oh, what's he gonna say?" And he he said, uh, "Where'd you get this picture?" And I told him, "I did. I do action figure photography, and I did that." And he goes, "Action figure photography—that is a thing." I was like, "Yeah, man. It's a big uh, it's a big community out there." And he was like, "Hmm. Okay. Thank you. Now, what can I do for you?" So he was really <laughs> nice, man. Signed my figure and. I found out that he he didn't like that name, Pinhead. Um, he just he didn't he just liked Lead Cenobite. He hated that. And he actually hates to be called that. So mm-hmm. when he signed stuff, he never I don't think he ever puts Pinhead. Like when he signed my figure, he put Lead Cenobite. So and then he told me to go to heaven. So that was pretty cool. <laughs> well, I mean, they never said their names or anything in the in the films no um we just knew them all as cenobites we didn't that was pretty much it i mean we didn't know anything else i mean he was originally called priest but i don't know why they changed it some oh one of the makeup guys changed and he's like hey uh where do i put this like pinhead uh skull thing and then everybody's oh my god pinhead pinhead yeah man yeah, because right here on IMDb, he's just let lead Cenobite and then yeah. chattering Cenobite, Butterball, and female. Um, I think that of those, I mean, yeah, he looks cool and everything, but the the female one, I always liked how she looked. I like her more scary. Yeah, she had like her throat was all cut open and she had whatever that metal thing was around her face. Um the chattering one, it they're just well nemesis from resident evil that second one that's what it reminded me mm. of but speaking of resident evil have you guys watched that new show on netflix oh I man tried. it's bad I don't yeah i tried <laughs> <laughs> i got i got a couple episodes in i said all right i'm good come on yeah. i stick with yeah uh, i stick with the animated ones oh those yeah, are yeah, yeah, pretty good way better than these stupid 
the stupid live action ones. I mean, and and footnote on that too, man. That that was supposed to be. Um, they asked George Romero, God rest. They asked him to do the original, do the first one, and then they didn't like what he wanted to do with it. And say, like, man, how can you, you know, pass up the 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 king of zombie horror? And just I don't know, man. But I I, I get tired of the same. You you reuse the same monster. It's like, come on, man. There's tons of other monsters in that. They keep going back to the liquor. Mm-hmm. It's like, man, like 20 other creatures in there that are way deadlier, you know? But they keep going back to that one. I don't know. Maybe they're just recycling the animation from the Mila Jahamovich ones that I just didn't care for either. So Yeah. Did, did you see the last movie one, the Welcome mm-hmm. to Raccoon City? Oh, the, yeah. I don't know. I, I wanted it to be good. I was really pushing for it, but the way they changed up some of the characters, you know, like they made Leon this kind of like rookie dumbass, and <laughs> yeah, nah, bro. Uh-uh. I mean, and it's like based on don't no, don't kill it. You, you killed, you killed it. Mm-hmm. I thought it was better than all of the. I mean, I love Mila. Don't get me wrong, but um, I thought it was better because um, they took the first game and the second game and just rolled it in a big ball and gave us what we got what we got so i mean i enjoyed it for what it was i was hoping that this tv series would have kind of let off let off from that but it just went a totally different direction and yeah man yeah. i don't know what they were trying to do the tv show dude i mean it was really bad i mean they had a lot of you know, opportunities to do something better than what they put out i mean two teenagers i mean they, i mean i don't know it was, you know, just watching it was cringing. I mean, yeah, <laughs> I was like, oh my god! I mean, you guys had so much t- t- potential to do something like have Nemesis in there, or you know, the regular characters, you know, with Leon, or you know, with um, you know, with the what you call it, uh, what's her name? The uh, the Claire. Claire, Claire, yeah, Claire in there, Ada Wong, somebody. It's just. It's like they have so much source material and they just, they don't use it. I mean, how many, how many different video games was there? I mean, at least the, uh, the, the CGI ones, they pretty much go along with the story. And then of course they change it up and make their own story, but it's, it's more exciting in that. Um, I assume, I mean, if you watch the very first one, I can't remember what the first one was called, but to up to this next, this last one, the computer uh, generated stuff, it just looks better and better and better. I hope they keep making those because mm-hmm. those to me, the story is better and I, I just love what's going on. Did you watch the uh, animated ones on Netflix? No, not yeah. yet. Oh, that one, same. That one just, there was only like maybe four or five episodes. Yeah, but it was still like way better than this other trash that's out there that keep making (laughs) trash. You know, stop making trash, Hollywood. Like, give us something really good. You know, I mean, Mike and I are pretty much we're much older than than you, Rob. But um, this is like what what I like to ask people that that just love horror films. What what was the first horror movie that you seen? Um. I would say didn't have to be in the theater. It could have been on TV or anything. Uh, the first horror movie that I've seen uh, was the people under the stairs. I mean, 
Yeah, that was like the first one, and then there, that one led off to it, and then it went off to Jason and um, Halloween and other you no know, horror movies like the zombie movies. I mean, like with the Dawn of the Dead and um, was it the was it the not the thing, well the thing too, but the old school. Um, was it the Blob? Yeah, the the old old one. Yeah, the old old one. Yeah, Grape Jelly (laughs) or Drama (laughs) (laughs) or Johnny Drama, which is still awesome. (laughs) I love that one. Um, oh, real quick, go ahead. Sorry, real quick, man. We got to give a shout out to uh to me and uh, me and Nez is one of our favorite movie experiences was uh, I think thirty years ago today, nineteen eighty five, man. Um. Demons that that, uh, that premiered uh, like all them years ago today, nineteen eighty five. Damn! When yeah. we went, when we went and seen that, it was like we didn't we didn't know what it was. Well, I I just saw a picture like on the back of Fangoria of uh, this dude draped across the, or he was like leaning over the theater seats, and his popcorn was all spilled, and he was all ripped up. And um, I just saw it and it just said the poster, like, you know, this one of the most terrifying movie experiences ever. You'll feel like you're actually there, something like that. And I told you about it. And then uh, then we went and watched it twice. <laughs> just... When we saw it, well, that that was when it was like brand new, right? Yeah. Or, or was it just released in America? Uh, it was that's when it was brand new. It was, it was brand new. Yeah. Yeah. Because I remember... Uh, going to school that morning and seeing the poster uh, right by the bus stop at Parkway Theater in Oakland, right around the corner from my house. And I was like, oh, this looks cool. And that was it. But then you're like, come on, let's go see this. And we're like, all right. So we went and saw it. And Have you seen that one, Rob? Demons? Mm. They're trapped inside of a movie theater and all these demons are running around in there? Mm-mm, I've never seen that. Oh, dude. It's on you YouTube. It. It's on YouTube? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, just demon, de- both of them, demons and demons too, are on there. Yeah, there's there's two of them. So, but is that the one and, that they have a party in that one haunted mansion? No, that was Night of the Demons. Uh, oh, Night demon. of the Demons. Okay, it's two totally different stories. Demons. The first one took place in a movie theater, and then the second one took place in a, um, I think it was a ten story high rise. Uh, I think they shot it all in Germany. But um, though, yeah, definitely check those two out. They're on YouTube, mm-hmm. clear clear copies. So it's uh, speaking of demons too. I just uh, did that for uh, E Society's Thirty One Days of Horror. I did uh, demons too because I remember we did demons last year or the year before. I can't remember, but that one's demons. It, it's an awesome film. Well, what I loved about it, other than the movie was awesome, the movie experience that Mike and I. Who else was with us? Darren was with us. Darren and rest in peace, brother. Lavor and I think Joe. <laughs> yeah, Joe was there. Joe and Charlie. <laughs> because you guys, uh, uh, you and Darren and them stayed around and watched it again. Me and Joe went upstairs. We snuck upstairs and watched uh, Back to School with the uh, the late and great Rodney Dangerfield. <laughs> rest in peace. So. <laughs> because yeah. that yeah, that was hell for it. I didn't see that in a while but yeah Demons was awesome what, what I loved about it is that it took place in a movie theater uh, 
and it was it was scary. There was uh, a lot more story in the first one. If you watch the second one, it's it's good, but there's not really they don't really tell you much of the the demons background. It just kind of just goes and demons are in it. But uh, really quick, going back to people under the stairs. Uh, one of the last times I was down in L.A. with Mike, Mike took me to that house. Oh uh, shit! That they filmed it in. It, it's huge. We were we were out on, on the sidewalk, but it's, it's all gated up. Mm-hmm. There was no gate in the movie, but now there's a big gate around it. it that house looks hella big. Yeah. Did we they went, film it in the house? No. Okay. No. We we went there, and then I took you to the uh, to the witchboard house. <laughs> Could hardly then- see it. <laughs> And then, um, oh, we, uh, you, me, uh, Marky, we found the murder house from American Horror Story. But if you go there at night, they put these big floodlights around it, so you can't like take pictures. And then they got a big old fence around it. But everything around here, man, that was in TV or in movies, like any house, they put fences or, or big old hedges around. Like um, <laughs> my wife and I, we found the uh, Three's Company apartment in santa monica and that's got a big old hedge in front of it you can't even see we went by uh dunder mifflin from the office mm. that's over in the valley same they put they have a big old gate and they put these black tarps around it so you can't see in there but um yeah man we uh we found that people under the stairs out that's that's a good intro into into your horror uh, experience there because that's like um that's like urban horror you know, that's not like Jason and stuff following you around in the forest or it's like right in the neighborhood in a house. And I always like the tagline of the movie. It's um, in every neighborhood in America, there's that one house everybody crosses the street to avoid. Yeah. So, yeah, man, that, that house, it's pretty cool, man. It's over in the hood. But. Yeah, that one what, what part. I, um, what, hold on real quick. What I liked about that movie is it it had a point mm. to to what it was i mean there was uh the uh the afro american side of the story i mean just being living in the hood in an apartment building run by slum lords yeah. that just basically got rich off all of them that didn't do anything to the apartment buildings i mean the part, apartment building would just run down rats everywhere and they kept raising the rent on them and everything yeah. and it was just those two there were the mama and papa or whatever the hell they called themselves <laughs> and they were just <laughs> making money off off of all them and they they were just weird and crazy yeah kidnapping all those guys <laughs> and putting them under the stairs yeah i watched that recently i watched it at work and i was driving around and um that one part you know even though they're their brother and sister right and then like um I was watching that one part uh, when they're when they first go in there when fool first goes into under the stairs and sees all those people down there. Uh, that was the one part that got me when I was a kid because when I was small, my brother he used to rent that movie all the time with me and my brothers, mm. and um, would see like you know like um, we used to go to my grandma's house and she used to have this one back room that was really dark. And so, like, the light was always out for some reason. And so, the one time they, they locked me in that room, one time when I was in there, oh, <laughs> I was in there fucking screaming and shit like that. 
And it's like, you hear those people in there? You hear those people? And I was like, oh, oh my God. Yeah. And then fucking just like, I don't know. I think I, my mom got mad at my brothers and fucking just like, yeah, that was traumatizing. Like just being in the, a dark room like that. See, brothers would have woke up with their eyelids safety glued while they were asleep. <laughs> I mean, that there's no limit to that kind of aggression if you do anything like that's like if somebody took me out on a boat in the pacific and like said oh look there's a great white shark and then boom pushed me and i fell in i mean that's oh yeah that's wrong man see every every everywhere i lived beat me up (laughs) everywhere i lived um that wasn't like scared of our houses or anything i was always scared to take the garbage out at night uh the first apartment we lived in on east 28th um the 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 garbage dumpsters were behind the house and uh it looked like a little small little cul-de-sac but it was like covered with like ivy vines no light out there and it was always scary to go do that and then even when we moved to uh east 19th the our backyard I mean, our garbage cans weren't right there at the bottom of the stairs. I had to walk down the, if you remember Mike, how long the backyard was, the garbage cans were way at the back. <laughs> I had to walk way down there. And then when we lived on Coolidge, uh, our garbage cans were in the bushes and I hated going out. I don't, I don't know why I always had to take the garbage out at night, but I, I hated <laughs> going to the, through there. Or even, even at your house when, uh, uh, going downstairs and doing laundry at night. I was always scared before you started sleeping down there. Uh, I was always yeah. scared to go in the basement. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, man. I, uh, I don't, you know, like taking the trash out and all that stuff that never bothered me, but like always having to do like responsibilities. I hate being responsible. When I worked at the Indian Center in Chicago, when I was running the youth program, uh, in the building, the same building where we filmed, uh, where I filmed the smudging, um, I had to turn off the lights uh, every night in this big ass haunted building. And I will say this, like I think I said it before, uh, about the when you work at an Indian Center, the uh, light panel always has to be like a mile away from the front door. And you have to walk, you have to turn the lights off and walk to the front door in the dark. And um, yeah, I I always had to do that, especially after me being the last one in the building, this four-story building, I had to walk every floor and make sure there was no like homeless people snuck in or anybody who's trying to sleep in there. But uh, we'll get to more of these stories later. But one night after uh, I turned off all the lights, uh, my wife was there. And I told her, you know, she was waiting outside. And then, um, you know, we were, I was walking through and I turned off all the lights and I was almost to the front door. And man, <laughs> I literally felt this hand run, run across my face. Oh, dude. And I booked it out of that building. I mean, I'm a big dude and played sports and can run fast. But man, I was, I was, you know, I could beat, uh, you know, I could be any marathon runner that night. That was hella scary. And then just another night I was there, my wife and I were there. We were walking towards the towards the front door after locking up. 
and there was this stair, the stairwell that went down to the basement. And it was always dark, and we was walking by there, and uh, and somebody said, uh, "Hey, Ananda," and I just said, "Man, keep walking. Just don't answer it. Just keep walking." But yeah, man, taking the trash out was never a problem, but you know, turning the lights off in the tribal hall, you know, f you, I hated that. That was like at a IFH in a tribal friendship house in Oakland. See another uh, one. My mother in law was was running that place. It never, I never felt weird or anything. I mean, we basically grew up there and I never, ever felt like any kind of bad or negative energy in there. I mean, every place there's spirits. Mm-hmm. So, um, and I used to go there late at night. Uh, I had my drum set down there and I would go down there and just play into all hours of the night and leave and walk through this huge dark hall uh, and the big dining rooms and, and not really think about it going out the front door locking it and then leaving one night we were there it was myself my wife and my mother-in-law uh, it was right after a uh they on wednesdays they had dinner there for the community so we kind of we were all cleaning up and then everyone left and we were the last ones in there it was right around 10 o'clock um i was in the very very back in the senior room i was just making sure those back doors were shut and i was kind of putting my drum set away and um i heard somebody say renee that's my wife's name uh i didn't really think nothing of it i walked back out into the main dining room and my wife was standing by the kitchen door and she goes did you hear something and i said yeah she goes what'd you hear i said i heard somebody call your name and she was like i did too because she had called her her mom was upstairs uh, making sure all that was so she called her office she goes did you call me and she was like no and then I was like well that was weird because I heard it like clear as day mm-hmm. and then I went back to uh, do what I was doing and then I came back and Renee was standing in that same spot and she goes I saw it I was like what uh, when you come out of the kitchen there's a big huge glass window that goes into the into the um, little yard in the parking lot um but they were doing construction out there so there was this huge pile of like just rubble and boards and everything and i said well what did you see she goes i saw a little girl standing out there looking at at me she goes it was a little girl it was this was during the summer it was a little girl she had a big winter coat on with a hood with the with the fur or the little whatever around it she goes it was a little girl just looking in the mirror she goes she smiled and then she renee said she just turned around went back into the kitchen so i walked over to the window to see um i said was she standing on on top of all the rubble she was like no she was like like her feet were flat on the ground because she was looking straight in like like she could i could see like from her chest up so i went out there and looked where she said she was standing and she would it, that rubble was almost to the top of the window. So if if there was a little girl standing there, she would have saw her feet and everything. And I was like, whoa! So that was the only experience. I didn't see it. I heard it, and, and it did sound like a, a female. But I, she she heard it and she saw the little girl. And again, there's spirits everywhere we go. So mm-hmm. especially at a community center like that. So I, I was like, oh, I mean, I think one of the last things that I had seen, I mean, I see things here. 
sometimes in the house or outside uh, on the res that I live on. I, I work at the airport in Reno and uh, I do the uh, overnight shift every now and then. Uh, it was probably like three, almost four in the morning. I was in the back of the airplane uh, getting ready for the, to, for business to start. I was putting um, uh, ice in the big ice containers in the back and, and it's in, the, in these drawers. You put them in there. So, when the plane's ready to go, everyone has ice for their drinks. Uh, maybe it's 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 pretty small back there. So within reaching distance, the the, the walkway, and then there's the, the laboratory right there in the back. I, I was just doing my job, putting the ice in there and all that. Somebody walked by me. Clear as day. I was just talking about this today with my friends. And, uh, it was a white guy. He was bald and he had a flannel shirt on and he walked. I could have touched him, but out of the corner of my eye, I saw him. Dude, I got so scared. I just jumped back, cocked my fist, shut those doors and got the fuck out of that airplane. <laughs> oh, um, dude. There's a lot of workers there that do the overnight shift that clean the airplanes. Um, uh, one night when I was there, I was sitting there and they were, it was a bunch of little old Mexican ladies and they always brought tons of food. Oh, come on, eat, eat. All right, cool. And they asked me, have you ever seen anything? And at that time I said, no. And they started telling me all the things that they have seen. And then everybody had a story. Oh, I saw this little girl. Uh, it was on our like gates that were at pretty much at the end of the terminal on gate uh, seven and nine. They said that's where most of the the activity is. Uh, a buddy of mine, he is supervisor. He saw the little girl. He saw her running up the jetway. He said he got hella scared and got out of there. <laughs> um, there was one guy who was telling me a story. He was vacuuming the, the inside of the plane, and the little aisleway is narrow. And he uh, his back. It was a backpack vacuum, but it has a cord. And it goes up to the front and out into the into the jetway where the power source is. He was vacuuming, and uh, he kept getting jolted backwards. Like, what the fuck? He thought somebody was playing with him. Mm-hmm. He was like, knock it off, knock it off. And then um, he, he, I guess it happened a few times, so he got mad. He ran out there. Nobody was in there. And those the, the jetways, I mean, if someone tried to run, uh, there's only two ways out of there. There's a door right there. But those doors you open, you would hear it open up. Or if, if they ran up the jetway, it would be like, doo, 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 doo. you would hear it. Yeah. So he ran out there really quick. Nobody was there. He ran, he looked out the door. Because when you open those doors, they go, ah, to go outside. He, yeah. Nobody. So he was like, he just hurried vacuum what he could and got the hell out of there. <laughs> um, One of my friends passed away at work um, a few years ago. Uh, shout out to Albert, rest in peace, brother. Um, and he pretty much passed right in front of us. He had a heart attack. Uh, maybe a year or so later, after he he passed away years ago. Um, one of the ladies that works at the food court uh, was talking to one of my buddies. They said, "Hey, um, do you guys have a a did or did you guys have a tall uh, white guy working for you?" And my buddy Joe was like, wait, what? She goes, a tall guy with glasses. 
And we were like, uh, yeah. And she goes, oh, we, we see him every now and then walking around the airport, around the food court. And he was like, he was kind of like non-believer, like, no, nah, wait a minute. So he went to the break room. We had pictures of Albert in there. He brought it over. He said, is this him? He, she showed it to all the other girls, and they all said, yeah, that's him. I was like, whoa. They see him walking around the airport. And speaking of that, just today, tonight, before I left work, we were sitting out there talking. Um, another cleaner. I asked her. I said, have you guys ever seen anything uh, hmm. at night? Uh, the Mexican girl was kind of like a little shy. She didn't want to say anything. But uh, the other one, she goes, yeah, she knows everybody's name. She goes, I said, you know what? I saw Albert. I was like, what? And she goes, yeah, he was walking around uh, down by uh, the, the gate seven and nine. I said, outside or inside? She goes, I've seen him outside and inside. I was like, whoa. I mean, I've never seen him. I mean, but if I did see him, I would, hey, brother, I missed you and all did that. But I mean, everybody had a story there uh, of me seeing that guy, but the one to where something happened. Uh, when we do the overnight, we're there all night. Uh, it's during the winter. Um, I don't know if you've been ever been inside. I work for Southwest Airlines in our cockpits. They're, they're not that big. There's not that much room in there. Um, what we do for winter operations is we stick a thermometer. It's like the size of a clock. You stick it in there and the windshield. So we monitor the temperature of the inside of the plane so they don't freeze. So I, I walked in there and I stuck the thermometer on the on the dashboard. The door, the 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 cockpit door, it's not on any kind of spring system. It's just like Lucy, Lucy Goosey. It slammed like hella hard, like like it just slammed like the hardest it could slam i spun around really quick again those cockpits there's no room in those things i mean our pilots are skinny guys so they fit right in. i tried to sit in that pilot seat yeah it does uh, we'd crash <laughs> I, can't, I can't fit in that seat um but i spun around super fast and just kicked that door open i ran out really quick to see if somebody was just trying to be funny Again, you would be able to hear people run either up that jetway or out the door. Nobody was there. Everyone was like, oh, maybe your uh, vest caught the doorknob. Again, those cockpits are really small. If my vest would have caught it, it would have shut immediately as soon as I took one step in there. But no, I was already in the cockpit for, I don't know, five, six seconds just putting that thermometer in the dashboard and then the door slammed as hard as it could i got the hell out of there i didn't go back in that plane until the sun was up <laughs> i was like hell no uh those are those are the things that happened to me at the airport and therein lies the reason that i don't work <laughs> nope no man it's yeah man there's so much stuff that I think we've all experienced that it's crazy when, when we hear people, you know, like we watch, we're all probably fans of those, any ghost hunting shows that are of any interest. And like, I call bullshit on a lot of them because how, how can they see something every time? You know, they, 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 it, it takes years to see that. And then on top of that, what I was told 
by my aunts and my grandma and stuff is that those energies, they don't show themselves to everybody. You got to be like, they're attracted to certain people. They don't just show up and say, okay, I'm going to slam this door or, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to, you know, make this room cold. It's certain people that they can communicate with. And that's why we see this activities are trying to say something, you know, um, but all the experiences I had have always, always been kind of positive, like knockwood. I've never had any, you know, came across anything. I, I, Oh, well, no, I take that back. Um, when, uh, when we were filming this or before, prior to filming the smudging, we, uh, when I worked at the center, we had a healer come down and he had us, you know, he had us, uh, smudge the whole building out, you know, from top to bottom, every nook and cranny that there's a crawl space in there. That's like a lot of bad stuff happened in there. But I had the uh, I had the honor of working with him side by side. We got to clean the top parts, which are everybody's like the most dangerous parts of that building as far as energy goes. We it just he and I, and um, seeing what I saw up there, and um, trying to recreate it for the smudging in the form of the the entity in the film, and that's exactly what I saw the face and everything. So I, I recreated it for the film, but instead of like having this long black robe, which, you know, our costume had to have something like that. Cause we didn't have the budget to create anything, but to me, it looked like just this floating white face that was, um, that was like floating amid amidst hair, long black hair. And like, if you, I mean, if I were to get cinematic with it, it, it looked like, it, it looked like have tendrils like venom. And that's how it looked to me. And then the medicine man's like, come on, man, let's, let's get it. We got it cornered. Let's go after it. And, you know, I couldn't say no, you know, I ain't no punk bitch. So <laughs> I just uh, knuckled up with my, my Eagle feather fan and we went after it. And then we cornered it and locked in this room and true story. Hand to God, I'll never, uh, I'll never forget that because to me, that was, in, in my opinion, that was one of the most courageous things I've ever done as far as like tradition goes. And, you know, our family has medicine in, in our blood. And I was, there's a time when I was being, you know, taught a lot of stuff, which I remember, but that in particular, and then I guess that gave me the courage to shoot the film and have that represented in the film exactly as I, as I saw it. But, there's stuff that happened to us during the film. I think, uh, you know, Rob and I talked about it last time I was on. I was, I was telling him a little bit about some of the things we experienced uh, making that film. But um, like any any organization or any, any building where there's an Indian center and you film there, you're always going to catch something. You know, like I don't know. Um, personally, I didn't experience anything at the American Indian Child Resource Center by Lake Mare in Oakland when I shot the parties downstairs, um, which you can check out on YouTube. And I didn't experience anything there, maybe because, uh, I don't know, it, it was more of a lighthearted, a lighthearted film and didn't have much of uh, much thematic or like heavy stuff as the smudging did. But yeah, man, um, I don't know if I ever told you this, Kev, but I remember one time we stayed at my grandma's house in Carson City. And... Um, my uh, our brother Joe, 
our oldest brother, God rest, he um he was sleeping on the floor in the sleeping bag. And me and my mom and my other brother uh, saw him uh, slide across the floor. He was in a sleeping bag and we saw him, something dragged him across the floor. And he jumped up and he ran out of that room and he was like, to this, you know, to the day he died, he was like, I'll never go in that house by myself. I'll never stay in that back room. Because I remember my aunt used to cook, she used to bake cakes. And she'd keep him in that back room because it was it was cooler back there. So she was like, you guys can get some cake. It's back there. And he was like, nah, fuck that. You know, he'd tell me, go, go get it. You know, go get us some cake. And I was like, man, after seeing what, what happened, you want, he's like, man, go, go. And so, yeah, man, um, seeing stuff like that, growing up, even more stuff. It's like, it's funny because, you know, these fools in Ghost Hunters and Ghost Adventures, they go after this stuff and try to provoke it when we've seen it personally and firsthand and we don't bother it, you know? And I think that's, that's the lesson is, you know, you keep, a, you know, you keep, you keep poking the hornet's nest, you're going to get stung. And then when they get hurt, they, they say like, you know, we should feel bad for them, but it's the same thing. Like you don't see our people, like you said in cinema red, Kev was like, you know, we don't go into your graveyards and, you know, poke around and try to, you know, conjure Ouija boards and all that shit. We don't, we don't do all that, you know, but these fools go and do that stuff with our traditions and they get in trouble. And then they call that evil when it's like, not, it's not to us, you know, it's, it's, it's good spirits, but if you piss them off, of course it's going to come back on you. But yeah, man, I mean, paranormal stuff is, it's, it's real. We've seen it. We've experienced it, so we just don't market it or, you know, try to, you know, make something, be something that we're not, you know, ghost hunters and all that crap. We just leave it alone. So, Rob, I've listened to some of your episodes when you're recording in the truck, when you're oh, driving. Yeah. What, do you, what do you do? I'm a security guard. Okay. So, yeah. Have I'm... you seen anything when you're out there driving around? Oh, dude. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah dude i mean i mean dude like um one time uh yeah we had a black i had i told this on my pod uh about you know seeing skinwalkers and stuff like that you know we see shadows out there but i just don't bother them i just like tell them hey i'm just working here and i'm not trying to start anything or you know trying to mess around with you guys you know you guys do what you need to do and i'm just gonna be driving around here And, um, like, I just don't, like, I just don't bother them because we, you know, from, uh, from our kids, we're taught not to provoke these spirits or entities, you know, just let them be, let them do their own thing. Um, if they do, if they don't, if they don't want you there, they'll let you know. And, you know, Mm -hmm. we just have to just talk to them and let them know that we're just there just to do our job or just there for like this little bit. Because when I was driving around, we had a blackout at the park and there's this one road that doesn't go anywhere. It's just like a cutoff road. Um, it's called, um, Kyrene extension. And so I had my, um, overheads on, I had my spotlights on. Um, I happened to see this dog, but it wasn't a dog. And this dog had long legs and a little head. And I was running so fucking fast that my spotlights were just like, see it and then cut off. Because it was running so fast. And so when I would see it, this 
thing, this dog, would was already on the other side of the road, this dirt road. And this dirt road is like, it's so, it's impossible that this coyote or whatever this entity can be over there, you know, so fast. But that's one of the things that I've seen. But, you know, there's other, co- I've seen a cult at my work, a uh, Satanist cult. Um, yeah, dude. <laughs> uh, good thing that one of my partners was just better getting on shift because this one place is called Skip. And it's just like a, um, like a, uh, like electrical building. And so we had to drive around it, make sure that people are not doing graffiti or anything like that or messing around or anything. So I happened to just like stay there and just write in my log and know, where I've been at and stuff like that. And happened to see like, um, the shadow, the shadow of a person. And I was like, am I really seeing something over here or, or just my eyes playing tricks on me? So I turn on my spotlight and it's just this man in that fucking like a resident evil robe. And he's just standing there. And, um, there's other people that are in this vehicle, this van and there's dogs there too. So I'm like, Oh fuck, what the fuck are they wearing? And so this one guy was dressed in all red, but he had a red, um, a robe and the other ones were wearing black robes. But it had like a satanic like symbols on their chest. So I went over there. I said, "Hey, sir, uh, you guys are not supposed to be here." <laughs> I wouldn't have got it out of the truck. I just pulled up. Hey, you got it. You got it. <laughs> that's that's too polite. That's too polite. <laughs> that's too polite. <laughs> I would have led. I would have led that conversation with lead. All right. <laughs> are you armed? Are you armed, or are you just flashlight uh, security? Nah, flashlight and like <laughs> I, I carry a. Uh, I carry a, a um a blade. So see a blade first. Excuse me, y'all need to leave now. <laughs> and so yeah, I had I had said that, and then this one lady came out of nowhere, like just oh. fucking took my truck, and she's like, "Hey, how you doing?" I'm just like. What the fuck did you come from? Cause she had like <laughs> she had like tattoos, like satanic oh. sap, ta- satanic tattoos on her forehead and symbols on her face, and she was all tatted up and everything. And I was like, "You guys can't be here. What are you guys doing here?" And she he's like, "Oh, we're just gonna be here for like for the night. Is that okay?" And I was just like, "No, you guys can't be here. This is reservation." Yep, get a little. They're all nice for Satanists. Yeah. <laughs> Do you mind if we sacrifice something here? Oh, see, no. <laughs> no, you're you're a braver man than me, Charlie Brown. Because I, uh, uh, I, I wouldn't have got out of the truck. <laughs> nah, I, I came out like uh, Rick Dalton, flamethrower first. Ah, uh, bro. Yeah, you do. I think they're about. Yeah, they're about to start a fire right there, right next to electric. Uh, electrician building and so if that fire was to get high enough to hit the wires and then blackout so See, told they, like, they knocked out the power yeah <laughs> i was like dude you guys can't be here and then i told my partner before i got out i was like hey you guys you got to come here and so he drove over there quick and um that lady came up to him and started talking to him and he's just like he got scared and he's like, dude, this is get out of here. And I guess like 
they were just trying to provoke us or not provoke us just to ask us to let them stay there for the night. So I told him like, no, you guys can't be, you can't just can't be around here. I'm going to give you like guys like five minutes to pack up and you guys going to leave out. So I'm going to be calling GRPD and that's our officers over here. So they were like, okay, we don't want any trouble. So, and I guess they had like a bunch of dogs with them too. And I was like, fuck man. And I told my friend, like, I think they're about to sacrifice those dogs. Oh. oh hell no! That's when I would have stepped in. Nope. Yeah, that's, uh, you know, I mean, sheep is one thing, right? Mm-hmm. But dogs, you nah, you don't need no. Mm-hmm. I mean, God, man, see, I, I can't. That's I, another reason why I don't work, right? <laughs> Stuff like that happens. To, I'm, never happens to unemployed people. Well, I'm retired, so but it's still. Oh, dude, that's creepy because like. I mean, that's out in the middle of nowhere. Mm-hmm. And but these people like they're oh hi, we're here to kill something, but it, oh, can we stay the night? No, no, go. We can't get out. No, I can't. Mm-hmm. Yeah. My uncle told me uh when I was a kid um that there was all kinds of uh devil worshiping going on in out in the res um in uh, New Mexico. Because he was saying he is he has seen something. He was scaring me with these stories he was telling us. Because I've seen some things. Yeah. And, uh, uh, he was like, "Yeah, he, the one thing he saw it was uh, somebody that was all white." Um. And he goes, he goes, it looked like uh, he goes, oh, it looked like uh, the, the the ultimate warrior. <laughs> <laughs> he said he said he looked like him, like the uh, his face. He said it looked like him. He said he, he was in his truck driving down the road and he saw him and he said he just got out of there. Um, is, this your, is this your uncle Robert? Yeah. And that was, dude was in Vietnam. Yeah. And for him to be scared. Uh, he was telling I me mean, some of the stuff he was telling me, it was it was spooky. And he was like, yeah, don't don't walk around out here by yourself at night. I'm like, no, I'm good. I mean, even at my grandmother's house, I mean, we ran around and played. They just said, don't, don't play with fire. If you play with fire, you're going to, bad things are going to happen. So we never, <laughs> we just mind our P's and Q's when we're out there. But um, the, speaking of the, the ghost hunters and everything, a, a buddy of mine in Reno, he goes out and he's a paranormal investigator. And uh, I was watching one of his live feeds one time i was at uh i was getting ready to go to bed i was laying in bed and i said hey so-and-so is online is doing live right now so i clicked on it to see what they were doing uh they were close to the airport um i guess they were out in this field and they had said years back there was a um like a mental institution out there i guess but it's no longer there but there were there was stories that they had buried people out in that field. Mm-hmm. So they were out there like just poking around doing what they were doing. And they had uh, one of those ghost box. So I've never heard of those things before until he explained to me what it was. Um, Renee, she watches all that stuff on TV and she goes, yeah, it's just like a little thing that, that, switches channels really fast 
So there were, um, I think it was like about four or five of them out there, and they had the ghost box going, and they kind of shouted to the, to the people who were watching. They go, well, do you guys got any questions for something that's out here? I just typed in, uh, ask it, are you guys safe? And then so they were like, uh, are we safe out here? And then that ghost box changing the, the stations clear as day you heard something go yes i was like nope that was it for me i stopped watching that video <laughs> so that that always stuck with me and then one time i called him i was like hey but dude can you i want i want you on my show this is a few years ago go back to search carlos uh i can't remember. sorry brother i can't remember your last name but uh, i had him on the show and he was showing me all his little ghost busting stuff and everything and he showed me how the ghost box worked and it was it was it was interesting because i i don't watch those shows to me like, like mike said he goes it's, it's all bullshit <laughs> but um i was i was kind of convinced after watching that live video and then they uh maybe last year they did it again him and his other buddies they found this uh abandoned house that was up in the in the hills uh, uh northern reno and um they were walking around in there and then they broke out the ghost box and um the i think there was like two of them in one room and the other guys were out in uh in the other rooms of the house and they were like uh the guy was like i feel something here he goes i'm not really sure so they were like um how how old are you he goes because he kept saying he goes it feels like a kid. Um, he, so he asked him how how old is he how how old are you? Ghost box doing this thing, and it said eleven. And then they were like, I heard that clear as day, but the guys were like, I think he said fourteen. But another dude that was in like the next room over, he, he you just hear him. I heard him say eleven, and I was like, whoa! <laughs> so I'm like. Nah, he 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 invited me because if you ever want to come and go, I said no, thank you. Uh, I said I'm good. I mean, because after the, when when I went to his house and interviewed him, when we were done, he goes, he goes, this is just traditional. This is what we do. So when we were done, I know we smudged before, and after talking about all that stuff, we smudged again, and I was like, all right. So I felt a little better about it all. But yeah, that stuff, man. I don't, I don't. Yeah, I was always told don't. Don't mess with it. Don't search for it. Don't look for them. If you see them, like you said, don't don't be scared. Because I, I think when I started to believe is when I was really really young. Mm-hmm. Uh, growing up in the city, they uh, took all of the. I mean, a lot of a lot of the 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 indigenous youth in the Bay Area never leave the Bay Area. They just mm-hmm. they grow up and they stay there. So um, there was always there was always tons of programs for youth and uh, teaching us traditional ways about the the surrounding areas. Okay, this is these people came from here. These people came from there. We went to Lake Comanche. I to this day I have no idea where it was. Somewhere in California, we went out there. Um, we were out there for a few days, and uh, they had a lot of elders go, and they were teaching us the history of the lake. And the lake, they said, it used to be a valley, and there was a, a a village down there, native village. I can't remember what tribe it was. And um, 
they said that there was a huge uh, rainstorm and then there was a flash flood and it just took out that whole village and a lot of them had died. So they were saying that there's the village under the lake. And I remember listening to the story going, uh, I think I was almost a teenager and I was kind of like, oh man, whatever, whatever. I was just trying to be cool. But I, I always remember that story. And he was telling us, he goes, look, there's, he goes at night, you might see things. So if you're up for whatever reason and you see something, don't, don't be scared. Uh, he was telling us those stories. And then it was telling us stories about uh, water babies and the little people that are around there. I was like, nope. That night, I cannot remember the elder's name. It was an older gentleman. He was telling us more stories about the area. I mean, these stories he was telling us wasn't to scare us. It was just to say, these are the people. So if you see them walk around, hey, how you doing? Sorry that I'm just here and we're the same. He goes, just talk to it and then walk away. Okay. So there must have been about maybe about 40 kids and then another 10 chaperones, adults. My mom and dad were there. Uh, and Jay, Jamie was there. I think Daryl was a baby. And um, we were all sitting around the fire and, uh, the the elder was telling us the story. He was like, look, um, the stuff I was telling you guys earlier, don't be scared, but I'm going to tell you something. One of them is here right now. And we were all like, wait, what? And he goes, it's going to make itself known to say, to let you know that we're, 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 we're young natives. This is your area. This is your land. We're just visiting and having a good time. He goes, don't be scared. So we were all like, what, what? what? And again, mm-hmm. he point. there was a, where our campfire was, it was kind of like a little hill and there was a tree there. Tree might've been so, so big, wide, the big trunk. He was like, look up on the hill. So the, the light from the fire was up on the hill and then there's trees and everything right there. He pointed up to the tree. He goes, just keep looking. So we were all standing there looking, or we were all looking. And for a second, I couldn't see, um, I saw the shape of it. I couldn't see any facial features, but really quick, it stuck its head out from behind the tree. It just like went and then went back. Everybody saw it. Everybody saw it that was there. Because a lot of people were like, ah, they were all scared. (laughs) I was scared too, but after that day is when I, I started listening. I was already listening to elders, but I was really, really paying attention to all the stuff when they were talking about the spiritual things. And they go, he was like, don't be scared. Don't be scared. But I mean, a bunch of little city kids that never leave the city. Yeah. They've seen tons of scary things growing up, but something like that, um, they've, which I've never, ever seen before it. I, yeah, I guarantee I was scared. I remember sleeping with my mom and dad that night, but, he was like, nah, it's all right. Everyone was, oh, that was just somebody hiding behind the tree. It wasn't because if somebody was behind that tree, we would have saw them run off because the, the tree, there wasn't like there was tons of trees close together. Like if there was someone behind it, it didn't matter which direction it ran. We would have seen whoever it was run up that little hill. So I was like, wow. 
And I, at to that from that day forward up to now, I was like, I, I, I've seen things and, and I believe in all of that. And I, I wish I can remember that guy's name that told, was telling us all those stories. I mean, there's stories everywhere you go, every res you go, every mm-hmm. city you go, every building you go into, like Mike's. And when Mike showed me that the thing they caught in his film, <laughs> dude, that scared the shit out of me, man. You sent it to me at night, and hey, dude, check this out. And I was like, what the fuck was that? Dude, that's still spooky. That last time we watched it in the theater, when it got to that part, and I saw it, I was like, oh, no. <laughs> I mean, I love the movie. It was it was an awesome film and everything. But when it gets to that scene, it's to me, that's the scariest part. But it was something that you just caught on video. And you could see it clear as day, too. If you guys have no idea what I'm talking about, go to Mike's YouTube page. There's a video of it. But he caught yeah. something when he was making this film. But, yeah, I've seen a, a, a lot of uh, a lot of things, but um, things I can't explain. But like you said, um, if you see something, hey, I'm just I'm just working. I'm just here. Sorry if I disturbed you, but uh, I'm I'm leaving now. So because that's what I was also told by elders and my uncle. It goes, if you see something, just hey, I'm out of here, and just don't desecrate the area or anything. So it's. It's weird. I know maybe some of you that are listening probably think we're, we're full of shit and you don't believe in any of it, but I mean, these, these are real experiences that, that we've seen. But I don't know, man, seeing some Satan cult people yeah. out, in the, out in the dark, <laughs> hell no. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. That, that right there just is uh, that's no bueno, man. I mean, I I don't know. I mean, I I take pride in the fact that you know, my, my mom's Catholic, you know, my, my parents predominantly Catholic family. And, um, you know, one of the coolest parts about my life is I'm, I'm named after the archangel. You know, if you know religion, you know, Michael's a badass. And I guess that's why I'm not really afraid of stuff of that kind of stuff. But, uh, it would, it it wouldn't have been cool to run into something like that. Cause like, I mean, I, I don't know. I, just things like that maybe need to be dealt with at that moment. You know, like as I said, Rob, you're nice, man. You're too nice. <laughs> I, w- I would have led with lead and I'm sorry, but that's just, I mean, cause what good is that? Right. Like what, what, what good connect that come from? I mean, what, what good, what were they doing? You know, for to be out there at night and robes and men, but the creepiest part is they were so nice. It's like, you know, they were, they were really, no, I'm sorry. Can we spend, oh, okay. And then here comes like fucking Morticia out of the bushes, you know, oh, hi, hi. the tattoos on my head or the bleeding pentagram on my face. You know, it's like, no, man, see, I would, I would have went and called I out of, see in my life, I would, I have the equivalent, like Nez is one of them. I have the equivalent of the frog brothers in my life. <laughs> one Ez and the other one's Sam. Sam, wherever you're at, we love you. But those two bros right there, like, you know, those are my ride or dies. You know, um, and our third one passed away. You know, God rest to Reggie. Um, but yeah, man, that's it's always good to have crew. See, Rob, if we lived in you all you had to do is call me and Nez and you know, we we would have put on our knee braces and our bang game, we would have been over there, you know. <laughs> 
<laughs> knee braces. You know, I, I would have brought every, every tool, every power tool, man. Dahmer would have had nothing on me. See, I would have brought the whole Black and Decker, and we would have been up against the devil. But see, that devil worship crap, I mean, no, man. <clears throat> how, big, how big of an area do you have to patrol? I would like say- the outskirts, not just the where you're at. The outskirts. Um, well, I, my job it reaches probably like, probably like a good two miles, probably. Oh no, not two miles. Um, I would say ten miles, maybe twenty miles. So you're out there patrolling at night, driving around. Yeah, driving around the back roads, <laughs> dirt roads. Have you, all right, being out there in the middle of the night, have you ever seen anything in the sky? Oh yeah, yeah, dude. Um <laughs> when I was um patrolling again and I was by myself, I was working night sh- I was working the grave shift and I was patrolling that shift because the other guy called out. So there was no partner with me, I was just by myself. So I was just had my energy drinks ready, my whole snacks and everything in my truck and everything. And this lady comes out and starts talking to me and she's pretty cool and she's crazy, not crazy, but you know, she walks around and she lives like, she lives on the reservation. There's like a little, um, house housing complex, um, by this place called Lone Butte Casino. And so she comes out late at night sometimes just to walk. And so she comes out and starts talking to me and she's like, Hey, what's that? I'm just like, what? And we're on this road, Kyrene extension again. And so I get out of my truck and she's like, what's that in the sky? I was like, what? And I was like, I look up, get out of my truck and look up in the sky. And it's like a fucking like stars moving in one direction. And we're just like, what the fuck is that? And I was like, I don't know. And it's like, you think it's a helicopter? I was like, no, it's not a helicopter. I mean, there's no Could you hear it? <laughs> huh? Could you hear it? No, it was just like. That's it. Oh, was it the Phoenix Lights? Was it that again? Uh, I wouldn't. Uh, I would say so, because it was like a whole bunch of like little stars like moving in one direction, and it was like up, like like um, no plane can reach that level where it's at, or a jet, or a helicopter, or anything like that. It was just you would a hear, bunch of stars. You would hear that. Yeah, you would hear it. So we were just like tripping out. I was tripping out. I had I got it on camera, but it's just blurry. <laughs> I heard that um, everything like it when they appear at night, everything gets quiet. Like crickets stop chirping, and you know it just it gets quiet and it gets really still. Mm. Man, I've I've never uh, I've never seen anything like that. Man, that's just I don't know. I don't want to either and i'm a damn whore director man what the hell the the thing i've seen everyone just says it was a a a falling star but uh when i drive home when i used to go to work early in the mornings or drive home late at night i mean i I drive 90 miles one way and there's there ain't no lights out there except for headlights (laughs) Mm -hmm. um i was going through this valley and again i've seen a billion falling stars and they're either diagonal or sideways or not sideways just coming down sometimes straight down 
and uh i thought it was um an airplane at first because it was it was going horizontally really slow because there's there's a helicopter that flies back and forth in airplanes from susanville to reno and they're doing the medical runs and you can see those because they got the flashing lights on there um but this one was going and i I just thought it was an airplane or a helicopter Mm -hmm. and it it was going really slow and i saw it i saw it going as i was driving i i could see it just slowly going across the sky. So I, I wasn't thinking anything. I'm listening to music or whatever. And then I started looking. I was looking at it again, and it was right above the mountains. And uh, well, from when it, where I was driving, it looked like it was above the mountains. But as I got closer uh, through the into the valley, it was like below the the mountain line, so the the the, the ridge, the, the top. So I was looking. Uh, I couldn't see it. It just, it, again, it just looked like an airplane. Uh, and then all of a sudden, it just went, took off. And I just saw this white line behind it. Um, everyone goes, oh, I was probably just a, an asteroid or something. <laughs> I said, but I've seen those. And then they never, they never go that slow for that long of a period. It was probably like about a minute or so before it took off that's why i thought it was uh, a helicopter or an airplane and i was like i don't know what it was but i know it wasn't no airplane or no helicopter and i don't think it was a shooting star asteroid or whatever so i i don't know that's that's the weirdest thing i've seen um my son kyle him and his cousin were outside one night and uh, we live on a hill on the upper res and uh, at the top of the hill there's a tree line and uh, they were outside playing, and they saw something like a light up there. They, they just probably thought it was somebody up there uh, with flashlights or whatever. He goes, but it started to go up. And then they were like, what is that? They, 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 they couldn't see a shape or anything. They just saw a light that was going up and then just went, shh, took off. Mm. Uh, they came running in the house. We just saw something. We saw something. We were like, what? What did you see? It scared me. What did you see? What did you see? I don't know. It was a light, and it just went straight up. So I went outside with them, and they were they were pointing on where it was. And he goes, what, what, what was it? I said, I didn't, I didn't see it. I don't, I don't know. What did you? Then they, they both of them explained what they saw. And I wasn't going to say, oh, it was something. Mm-hmm. from not here I, I i just i didn't want to scare them anymore they were already scared because his little cousin went can you can you walk me home and he only lives right across the street <laughs> he was like can you walk me home i was like all right so we we walked him across the street until he got in his yard then he ran in the house but yeah that that's what he he had he had seen um eric saw something not too, my youngest son he saw something not too long ago but i i can't remember what he said but i remember when when Kyle and, and and his cousin came in the house after they saw whatever they saw, they came running in and they were all scared. <laughs> but um, There's tons of movies about abduction. I mean, I just did uh, a show about fire in the sky that took place down in Arizona in the snowflake mm-hmm. area with, with Travis Walton. Um, I just watched uh, dark skies. I don't know if you guys have seen that. That one was, mm-hmm. that one was pretty creepy. <laughs> but, Dude, uh, um, 
the fourth kind, man. That, yeah, that was scary. <laughs> that one was scary as shit. God, that was yeah. Damn, man. Yeah, especially the 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 end. Yes, you, I was about to say that. <laughs> the the end, the, the credits, when um, it's just a compilation of all these people calling nine one one. And reporting what they saw. And there was even one from Oakland. Yeah. Uh, at the airport. But um, the I was fact- working at the airport. Because they, they tell you the date. Yeah. I never saw anything like that. But <laughs> the fact that it uh, it's all based on true like true events. It's it's a creepy ass movie, man. I mean, I, I, my, my brother, my older brother, does it scare easy. Uh, Cause he has, you know, he's, he's like Spock. There's logic to everything, you know, but when I told him, you know, Hey man, check this flick out. And then he called me back. He's like, man, you fucker. Why'd you tell me to watch it? That shit was hella scary. Yeah, dude. I'm like, yeah, man. I mean, that, that whole movie was creepy. I mean, but I think like that one and, uh, and fire in the sky. Those are, those are my favorites. Mm. Um, Cause yeah. The one that spooked me was uh, dealing with the Phoenix Lights, um, Phoenix Forgotten. Mm. It was kind of like a found footage film. That one, that was uh, pretty. It was pretty. It was spooky. I mean, that you really can't see anything, but it was, it was, it was creepy. And uh, that's why I asked you, Rob, if you've ever seen anything in the sky, and it could have been those Phoenix Lights again. I mean, I there's still. I know there's a lot of people that try to debunk it. I mean, I, I'm I never saw it, so I I don't know, but it's it's crazy. And then I love when these type of things happen, and then they they turn them into movies, like like Phoenix Forgotten. They they were saying it was true, but it was just uh just made up. But it was still scary. It, it was spooky, and it, uh, it was found footage film. I don't know if you you can watch those, but um, it, I I like when they do that when they when they take ideas. Uh, from real events and then turn them into horror films. I mean, like Return of the Living Dead, they were saying that that was based off of uh, true events. And there was in the true event was they they were saying neither the Living Dead was real. <laughs> also, um, what was the other one they said based on, on true stuff that was, uh, oh, Serpent the Rainbow? Um, I need that- to rewatch that. I mean, I saw it in the... <laughs> Did I see it with you? I know I saw it in the theater. I think I think we seen it together. Uh, I that was probably like my third time watching. I like that movie. I mean, I need it, to rewatch it. I haven't it, seen it in forever. It's 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 smart horror. It's good slow burn horror. It's not like I mean, people thought like, oh, Wes Craven. It's going to be like Freddy Krueger and all that. But it was more of a smart, you know, smart horror film. But segueing into a into found footage. I caught this one on on Prime. Uh, it's called um, Horror in the Highlands. It's a. Uh, I thought it was real. Like this one, really, like oh, boom, okay, you got me. You know, I I I, I thought this was real. It's about this cat, <clears throat> this young dude. He likes to go out hiking. He just like parks his car and takes off in any direction. And I think it's in Nevada. But um, they, you know, they found his camera or his camera showed up at his parents' house, like on their doorstep, his bag, his backpack with his, his camera and stuff. And so through all these interviews, they talk about who this cat was. And then, then we watch what he captured. 
And it's pretty creepy. I mean, the, the, the it's, it's believable to me. It is. And, you know, and then I, I stand firm, man. Like I'm, I'm, I'm a true like Blair witch. The first one, I'm a true Blair witch fan. Mm. Cause I don't think it deserves all the haterade it gets. Um, Cause people hated it after they found out it wasn't real. I mean, they just got like, are these the type of people that, you know, cry when they find out that a prank played on them wasn't real i mean it was good it was a good it started a whole new genre of film of horror movies and all of which we've probably seen but um yeah man it's found footage is uh that's what when when i tried to do my first film that's how i wanted it kind of to be like that but you know i changed it into something else but you know you find a lot of good ones out there if you if you really look um but yeah there's Phoenix Forgotten is one of the one of the better ones. Mm. What was the film called? Dark Highlands? Is that what you said? Um, Horror in the Highlands. Uh, wasn't dealing with a Japanese artist, was it? No. <laughs> it was on Prime. Yeah. Mm. Or it could be horror or, or terror in the Highlands. Uh, it should be like a. a you know, interviews about a hiker who likes to go out and is ends up missing and all this kind of thing. Terror in the high desert. There you go. Terror in the high desert. Uh, in 2017, an unexpected outdoor enthusiast vanished into the Nevada wilderness. That one. Yeah. All right. I'll but watch that. Both both of you watch that. We'll, we'll we'll get together and talk about it. But that's that's one of the better ones that like didn't get really. Didn't get really um that one and um <laughs> I'm I'm a huge uh horror uh Hell House LLC fan oh. too. Um especially that the first one. The first the one first, was hella scary. <laughs> first one was man. Uh have you seen that one, Rob? No, I haven't seen it. Watch oh, that one. It's on Prime. It's uh there's there's three of them. Watch the first one. Yeah, the first one. Hell House LLC. That's that was this hidden gem that I just happened to come across. That one and um Oh, what's another one? I uh, I think one of the one of the better made ones that was more you know you could tell had a budget was uh, the taking uh, the taking of Deborah Logan. Damn, Rob, what was the the last movie that like really like spooked you out? Oh, before we get into that, um, I like to share a story going back to the aliens. Uh, my okay. brother, <laughs> uh, <laughs> my brother is not here with us anymore. I mean, R.I.P. But he told me this story. Um, he was in prison, so I guess the the um, the the warren will let him uh, let the natives do the uh, their you know practice their traditions. So I guess all of them were outside, you know, doing a sweat and everything. And so all of them went outside and started talking and stuff like that. And they they witnessed this. Um, round shaped you know or ufo craft above them and they didn't they didn't like recognize it until they're all done with their scene and uh, smoke blessings and everything like that so when they just looked up in the sky and they were starting to smoke a cigarette and they happened to see that ufo right above them and just sitting there and then when they they, they noticed it and then just flew off and went, 
And my brother's like, man, I shit you not, dude. All of us got out, all of us got scared and yelled for this uh, the um, the guards to let them back into the prison. And so, <laughs> shut the gate, shut the bar. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, yeah, dude, I was fucking screaming, telling the guards to get, let us in. And they was like, one of the guards like, all right, hold on, hold your horses. Like, just, you know, just like, like not like seeing that like, their facial expressions that they were scared. And so the old man is like, and then plus that with the fire in the sky, um, my barber that works there at my, at the electric haven, he was there. He knows what's what he was. He lived in that area at that time. And, um, we talk about that, um, fire in the sky to him. He's like, yeah, I remember that. He's like, what happened? And he's like, Oh, I didn't really pay too much attention to it. Cause I thought the guy was a nut. <laughs> <laughs> so he, he still does speaking engagements. I would like to hear it from him. Yeah. I mean, it'd be interesting. I mean, just to to hear it from Travis Walton himself. Yeah, because he uh, he said that one time, like he sat across from him at the uh, the bar, the diner, at the little diner over there, and he said he remembers him, you know, coming in all the time, and you know, like telling his story to people, you know. Yeah, but I just didn't really mind his story because you know I just thought he was kind of crazy or something. But later on, he come to find out that he was, was telling the truth. Yeah, it's 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 weird. I mean, um, I know he does the um, the sci not sci fi conventions, the UFO conventions or mm. whatever. Because a friend of mine went to one, and he he was there, and he the he was the main reason he went because he wanted to hear the story. And I'm sure he has told the story a billion times, mm-hmm. but if that's putting money in his pocket, man, yeah, go for it. But I would like to hear it. I mean, I would love to get him on the show, but he probably <laughs> yeah, charges <man. laughs> he charge like a million dollars to all that. But no, I mean, that, that type of stuff is, um, yeah. It, I mean, I like that they make movies at it and they turn it into something scary like the fourth kind that was hella scary one one uh it was a little story and uh i think it was vhs viral i think it was the third movie yeah but when the vhs series started i remember one of my buddies here man check this one out the first one i was like well this is cool because i just like little stories but when the second one came out I, I was juiced and my favorite story in that one was dealing with a cult um, <laughs> when they were in uh, Taiwan or wherever they were. Dude, that one was nuts. Uh, that was, what's his name? Uh, Gareth Edwards. Yeah, man, that, that was, that it was scary and crazy. And I don't know, man, I, I, I can't, I can't do that. That, that, cult stuff i mean i just watched uh something on um what's his nuts um the guy in texas uh waco um david koresh was that his name koresh yeah i watched some documentaries and then i watched that that movie that little series they had on i think it was hulu when um that one guy he played gambit in wolverine oh taylor kitsch yeah he played uh david koresh and that that 
following into a cult, religious cult, and I don't know, man. That's that stuff's that stuff's scary in its own. To me, I mean, religion is scary <laughs> to me because when Mike and I, we what was that show we did last year? Um, when they were on the island and that priest. Oh, um, uh, and the, each each episode was like something out of the Bible. Oh, uh, Midnight Mass. Yeah, that one. See, that was spooky and scary. I wouldn't have really knew anything about it, but Mike, being Catholic, and went to his Catholic school that knew all that from from religion class. So my, Mike, it was good that Mike did it with me because he had, could explain uh, what was going on. I mean, it's all those movies like that that have something to do with religion and it's spooky. I mean, like the omen that, mm. that first one, that one was mm-hmm. scary. Like the, uh, the hereditary. That was hella scary. <laughs> that was a cult too. Or even the, the, the movie he did after that midsummer with oh, that yeah, cult, yeah, yeah. wherever they were, that was, Oh, hell no. Man. I, 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 well, I, I don't get it. <laughs> How people get, do all that, but they do. There's two things that have happened in the world that not a lot of people talk about. But So if you believe in religion and if you believe in prophets, you know, Nostradamus was huge, right? He, well, he predicted the coming of the demons, right? Yeah, yeah, he but, did. <laughs> but one of his predictions was in in the, the year of the star 2000, which is in the 2000s, right? He said that uh, the devil, Satan, will be reborn on earth in human form and will reveal himself in time. So we're in like 22 years into 2000. So if you believe in that, like, well, I guess he's lurking somewhere. Yep. You know, but he's for president, but then he's he's too old. He's too old, but I mean, he could take any form. That was that was spooky, and um, oh, what Rob? Rob, Here you go, man. What's what's one of the films that you absolutely love? It's like, oh man, this movie's the shit, and your friends are like, bro, this movie's just shit. Like, what what movie do you have for us that's just like a guilty pleasure for you? Like a horror movie? Anything. Mm. Dude. Um, I get a lot of shit because I like Peter Herman. Big Which Adventure. One Which one? He did three movies. Uh, Peter Herman's Big Adventure. That's hella good. That's Tim Burton's best movie. <laughs> yeah, I was like, you like Nez, that movie? man. Come on. What? Yes. Peter's uh, Big Adventure is Tim Burton's best film, film he's made. Oh God, man! It had a it had a jerker in there. It's all right, man. Sometimes, well, you, sometimes you just got to get it out. I I actually know where that where his house is. They, they it's a landmark here in uh in the valley. Pee Wee's Big Adventure. I've never seen that either. Oh man! Nah, I just I I I don't know, man. Like that character himself. Like I, I just. You know, uh, was Cowboy Curtis in the movie? No, he's no. only in the show. Okay, see, I, yeah. Like, how can you have a Blues Clues movie and not have Steve in it? You just, Dude. you can't. 
You can't. I mean, you can't have Mr. Robinson's neighborhood either without the landlord. <laughs> um. Okay, so here's my. Nez, you already know what I'm gonna say. Oh, fuck. And I, <laughs> you have it. I know you gotta show it. I don't have it. You don't. <laughs> All right, there it goes. All right, I'm 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 getting ready to take a beating here. This fucker made me go see it in the theater <laughs> twice. Ugh. It's right. not even a it's not even a horror movie. Anyway, continue. <laughs> All right, man. Here we go. Uh, it's this movie. It's this movie called um, <clears throat> "Thou Shall Not Kill Except," and I. <laughs> it's such a bad movie. Like, like. Like I thought the smudging was bad. All right. This this movie's bad. But it's got such a cult following that it just they released it in the theater. And I want I really wanted to see it. It basically the storyline is this. Okay, these these Vietnam vets come back from Nam and they go to this this home there this one guy, his hometown. He gets wounded in battle, in the opening battle, and, and he gets sent home early. Comes home, tries to rekindle things with his woman and, you know, trying to just chill. And then his friends come and they're like, hey, man, let's go see Sarge. The Sarge lives around here. So they go and drive to this little cow town. Meanwhile, on the side, uh, Sam Raimi, the great Sam Raimi, plays this like Charles Manson type killer. And they have this cult. You know, while we're talking about cults, it fits, right? So he has this cult that goes to that town and they just start killing people. So basically, um, they take the Sarge's woman hostage, and they're going to sacrifice her. So he gets him and his Vietnam buddies um, to go after that cult. And the last part of the film is just them. Just I don't know how many ways you can kill someone. These you get these soldiers, these veterans fighting these hippies, and um, there's some <laughs> there's some funny some funny scenes. Like I said, man, it's, it's it's I think they filmed it in Bruce Campbell's backyard. Yes, the Bruce Campbell. They filmed in his backyard and around their town. But um, I I liked it because I thought, man, look, is, this is something you just throw on for noise or to, to make your buddies laugh. But um, Nez is like, man, why the fuck did you drag me to see this movie? Fuck, sucks, man. I fucking hate this. Man, fuck you. You take me to get pizza after you sit through that bullshit. Like, he was mad. Like, he was literally ready to, like, level the theater. And I was like, it wasn't that bad. And he's like, man, fuck you. I'm going out. I'm going to go play video games. <laughs> he left the theater. I didn't even think, I forgot what we went to see it with, but um, I don't even think he, why he was so mad. He had to go out there and like, when I went out there to check on him and see if he was going to come, he was like, he almost broke the joystick off of the defender machine. He was so mad. And he was just like, I was like, Are you coming? He's like, man, don't talk to me. That movie is bullshit. Drag me to see that movie and wasting my allowance. And I was like, oh, man, I'm, I'll make it up to you. And I did. I think I redeemed myself with uh, Lost Boys. But um, when I bring that movie up, I remember when it was my birthday one year. It was like probably like 20 years ago. And he comes over to my crib. He's like, hey, happy birthday. And he threw me the DVD of that. He goes, man, I hold this goddamn movie in my fucking house for like months <laughs> waiting now it's out of my house man here take this shit and then he's all man put it on so <laughs> we put it on and we sat we watched it like 
I remember when I got the DVD or I got the VHS tape, we watched at his crib in Susanville because I was staying there after we performed when we were doing without reservation. And he's like, man, put this stupid movie on. So we sat there, we just laughed the whole time. And then when he came out on, on beautiful remastered Blu-ray, he came in my room and he threw it at me. He's like, man, fuck this dude. This and that. And he's like, man, put it on. Order a pizza and put it on. And so I got a spoon and we watched it again. So like as many times as he's given me grief about this film, he's watched it with me. And I'm like, so when I get the 4K, because they're going to make it. Oh. <laughs> Hopefully before uh, before we go see uh, uh, Dawn of the Dead in 3D. Uh, <laughs> That'll be our pregame film. We'll we'll watch that. But I told him, I remember one time I was doing a Q&A and we was at Intertribal French Palace in Oakland and I did a, I did a screening for the smudging and somebody asked me, um, if you had the money, you know, Kev was a, Inez was actually, uh, he was um, uh, uh, mediating the Q&A. But someone in the crowd asked me, um, if you had a lot of money, you know what movie? What movie would you remake? If you if you ever had a lot of money, what what movie would you take a chance on to remake? And I remember I looked at Nez. I gave him the look. I just gave him the side eye, and he's like, "Oh man, fuck that, man, fuck that movie. No, don't make that. You better not make that." He, his thing is always this. He, his, he always finishes up. This is how I know he's serious. He's like, man, if you ever make that movie, man, I'll kick you. <laughs> <laughs> Always threatening to kick me. Man, if you ever do, I'll kick you. So, yeah, man, that, that, I said that I'm going to remake this movie called, and he's like, man, don't, don't say it. Don't, don't even, don't, don't say it. But I would remake that. I would totally remake that. And he would be in it. <sighs> he would be in it. Like, I'd be one of the biker cult guys. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but Rob, write that one down and put four stars by it. Uh, Thou shalt not feel except. It's on YouTube. The whole movie's on there. So Yeah, it should it should be on it should be on Netflix. It's it's such I'm surprised it it, it, it got snubbed at the Oscars, man. Like Sam yeah. Raimi's performance as Charles Manson, especially his the famous line where he's like, I Jesus Christ. The way he says that <laughs> is like awesome. Since chills down my spine. I think secretly Nez loves that movie. He just won't admit it. I don't have it. Yeah. I bought it twice. He, he bought no, it twice. I bought it, well for you. <laughs> I bought it twice for you. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. Uh, that, that's it. That's it, man. Yeah. I, I almost bought it a third time, but I could never find the the last go around of Blu-ray because the the Blu-ray I got was the first first mm-hmm. go around of it. They they released another one, mm-hmm. but uh, I never I never seen it anywhere. See, four K. It's gotta be. It's gonna be in 4K, and I'm I'm gonna be the. I'm gonna be in line. Arrow Video, come on, man. <laughs> Listening, Arrow Video or shout, put it out 4K. Oh yeah, dude. Like the other movies too that my friends give me shit too that that I like is Critters, <laughs> Critters, and uh, <laughs> Ghoulies. I love Ghoulies. Ghoulies is hell. Both of them are good. <laughs> I've never seen those. Oh, I saw God. I saw Ghoulies in the theater. Me oh, and, uh, oh shit! Me and your boy uh, Blockhead, uh, we, we went and seen it. Okay, look. All right, let me just throw this out there. All right, there are certain names 
you're not supposed to mention because you don't know what's what's going to conjure. That name is one of them. Don't ever say his name. Just block it. Leave it. <laughs> but I, I've never seen I've never seen critters or or Ghoulies is the the one with the toilet. Yeah, he comes out. Of the he toilet. was only he came out of the toilet for like one scene. Mm-hmm. That's all it takes, man. The second one's pretty good too. I love that one. That one. Ghoulies. Okay. I have, to, I, have to, I have to see those then. Like, there's a lot of good cult horror movies I've, I've never seen that I, I, you know, I've never seen foot, uh, Reese, I've never seen Dirty Dancing. I never watched it. Hella good. So I told, best. Patrick, I told Patrick Swayze that was one of my favorite movies when I, and he was like, oh, thank you. It's one of the best time travel movies ever made. <laughs> it's an inside thing. Yeah, you got I, if you if you I mean seriously everyone if you've seen Dirty Dance and it's a time traveling movie. Um, <laughs> the the song that they used at the get at the end of the film during the the final dance finale. Um, time of my life. Time of my life. Yeah, the film what? took the film took place in I think like nineteen sixty something. But that song "Time in My Life" wasn't written until 1980, whatever. So that guy, the what's his name, Dalton. <laughs> I can't remember his name. <laughs> Dirty Dancing. But... See, I, his name is Johnny Castle. I know yeah. that. He he went in time all the way up to the 80s, got that song, and came back so he can use it in the finale. What? Yeah, that's why it's a time travel film. Took place in, took place in the sixties. Yeah, I, I know that, but that's it's okay. Man, you see, all right, you're you're like Luke with the lightsaber and the Wampa came and you're reaching. Okay, you, <laughs> but that's exactly what happened. That that the movie came out in eighty seven and that song came out <laughs> in like eighty six or eighty seven. But the okay, movie but- the movie took place in nineteen sixty three. And that uh, and that that was the song they used to play at the finale when he picked her up and all that bullshit. Okay, but okay, with okay, so with that logic, right? Um, so with the movie Streets of Fire, all right, with the movie Streets of Fire, that that took place like in the in the late fifties. It was set in that late fifties, early sixties, late fifties when they in biker gangs and leather and all that, right? But the songs they were playing were written in the eighties. Same thing, time travel. So who who was the time traveler now? And Tom Cody. Yep, I haven't seen that movie in forever. I need to get that steelbook. Oh <laughs> uh, hey, yeah, that I, was that was in the nineteen fifties. Okay, I, I buy it. Oh, you know what? Because it's it's magic, right? Nicole Kidman says herself at the beginning of the AMC movies that it's magic. Who? <laughs> you know when you go to oh you don't have an AMC. we don't have AMC we got Galaxy and Cinemark <laughs> that's okay, all we have no, okay you know these that they do have you know streets paved with actual street now right yep see uh, uh, Rob do you guys got an AMC at least out there in in, in Arizona yeah we do we okay, got Har- Harkins is that what it's called yeah we have Har- AMC and and Harkins yeah. Okay. Yeah. See, I'm, there's, there's an AMC down the street from here. There's an AMC up the street from here. It's like, yeah, come to LA, man. I'll take it all of them. We don't but, get those ones. So you got the good movie club. We got the 
Cinemark bullshit movie club. It's no good. <laughs> well, Cinemark got Dawn of the Dead in 3D, so we get to go see that. But That's- it's not it's not a good movie club. Like yours, you can go to the movies like every day for free. I mean Oh, you mean like like AMC movie pass and Prime? Yeah. Yeah, oh. that. We don't got that. Cinemark's ones is garbage. Well, you get 20% off your snacks and you get one free ticket a month for $20. <laughs> Hell no. What? Yeah, that that's that's their movie club. See, yeah, that's, that's... why I, that, I didn't I don't want to pay for it because I to me I don't think it's worth it. One movie a month and I got to pay $20 a month? No. See, that pay. that's what that's what happens when you get things off a of wish is you get kind of what it is but AMC man, that's 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 the route. You, dude, that's I'm I feel bad for you now. We don't got that. That's the best Reno Sparks can uh, give us. See, well, uh, hmm. God, even in that that one casino in Vegas where fuck you, I got COVID. They had a movie <laughs> in there. Was that the IMAX one? Yeah, that's at the uh, yeah. at South Point. Yeah. Yeah, where I got COVID. God <laughs> oh, damn it. Man. Um but yeah, dude. Um that's so cool, man. Like, okay, I'm gonna see now I'm gonna have to watch that. And I saw the steel book, the four K steel book at Best Buy. I might have to go back and grab it. I just recently seen Footloose. The original or the dumbass yeah. remake? No, 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 no. I, I, I stick with I, I stick with source material. That's why I can't get behind the, the, the twerking She Hulk, man. I but we won't talk about that. Um I'm, but, I'm three episodes behind. <laughs> well, yeah, man. So uh so kind of kind of shotgunning ahead. Um are you guys gonna check out the Midnight Club on uh Netflix? What is that? Oh what? Okay, you see Midnight Mass, and have you, did you watch Mike Flanagan's other two, The Haunting of Hill House and Bly Manor? I didn't like them. You didn't like them? Okay. Uh-huh. Well, this one is, um, he, he did it, and it's another Netflix miniseries. It premieres next week, I think. But it's about um, these terminally ill kids in this house, and each of them is telling a ghost story. And it's kind of metaphorical for whatever sickness they have. If it's leukemia, if it's cancer, and it's they're telling the stories. That but sounds, it's Mike Flanagan. Sad. <laughs> and I'm gonna check it out. But then the other one, um, Guillermo del Toro's Cabinet of Curiosities. Did you see the trailer for that? No. Oh, oh never okay. heard of it. Is that the one what? with uh, Baptista? Uh, no, that's a. Uh, that's the the M Night Shyamalan's new one. Mm. No, this one is Guillermo del Toro. What's it called? Uh, huh? It's called uh, Cabinet of Curiosities, and uh, it's eight stories. And the first three are directed by him, and then the next five are directed by other horror directors. But that premieres. Uh, it's a two night event. And it's only going to be on Netflix, like, I think just one time, like, just those nights. Uh, October 26th and 27th, I believe. But is he a director or is he just a producer? He's the director of the first three episodes. And then the next five are, are other uh, directors. 
He's making a Pinocchio movie. He did already. Oh, is this that one with Tom Hanks? No, this ain't the one with Tom Hanks. No, <laughs> it's not out. It's not out yet. This is, it says it's coming to Netflix. Yeah, it's yeah. Uh, but that, whoa, maybe, that one, that one Pinocchio with Tom Hanks. I love Tom Hanks. Don't get me wrong. Uh, speaking of Tom Hanks, everyone check out uh, uh, Tom Hanks giving. Last year, Mike and I did a bachelor party. Uh, <laughs> oh, I forgot to tell you, this year we're doing the Burbs. <laughs> so, oh well, okay. I just I just recently saw that too. That's technically a horror film. I mean, there was some scary parts in it. <laughs> yeah, but uh, but yeah, check those two out: uh, uh, Midnight Club and um, Cabinet of Curiosities. I, I'm gonna go if I have time tomorrow. I'm gonna go check out Smile because I know you said to to check it out. Yeah, it, it's good. good. Did you see it, Rob? Yeah, I saw it. It didn't bring anything new to the table but it was it was a good presentation of what they were trying to tell in the story mm-hmm. so i mean i i liked it for for that factor i don't know who this director was but oh it's his um his very his first f- feature length film so mm-hmm. i i liked his eye for for his camera work i thought that was really good and again the story was was, was it was a good story but it wasn't anything new that they haven't done before yeah so a lot of jump scares in there. I remember that. So if you if you if either you can compare it to something already made, what would it be? Uh it had vibes of it follows the ring, the grudge, any yeah. of those the ring curt any of those cursed films where something you get involved in and it follows you around. So that's why that's why I say it was like it was it was nothing new that we haven't seen before. But I, I liked uh it was it was like it was creepy, if anything. Okay. So, but it, it was worth it was worth a watch. I mean, there's nothing at the end when the movie's over. That's it. You can okay. get up and walk. Yep. Out. I'm gonna go see it using my uh, my AMC Prime membership at the AMC. See, and was it free? I get one free movie a month. So. I thought it was like you got more than more than that. Well, I I go. I, I cash them in. Oh, okay. Well, so, yeah. And <laughs> that's how I saw um, Barbarian. That was hella good. <laughs> yeah, that was just, I like how they build it as Justin Long's new movie. He's you hardly that? in it. <laughs> What's that? That's, he's hardly in it. <laughs> I know, but did you see that trailer where they did, they build it as Justin Long's new movie, and then they, it looked like a rom com, and then it was like, <laughs> oh. <laughs> Yeah, man, that movie was... Rob, did you see that one? Yeah, I've seen it. Barbarian. Oh, that movie beast. <laughs> Literally. I loved it because I didn't I didn't know anything about it. And it was one of those ones where you were kind of like, oh, man, I know where this is going. And then it mm-hmm. whooped nope. with, the other, with the other direction. <laughs> That's why I loved it so much. As soon as I saw it, dude, I was like, dude, you got to go see this movie. <laughs> I remember you told me you're like, don't watch anything on it. Don't listen. Just go see it. And then that afternoon, I think, or the next day, I was like, I'm gonna go cash in this free ticket. Yeah, Marky just saw it today. I, same thing. He goes, "What's it about?" I said, "I can't tell you. Just go see it." <laughs> so he liked it. Same thing with Eric and Renee. They saw it over the weekend. My Renee was like, "What's it about?" I said, "I can't tell you. Just go see it." <laughs> so that one was hella good. That's definitely one of my uh, favorite movies of the year. 
Dude, I, I wish you guys could have been with me. I wish you guys could have saw Jaws in 3D, man. That God I just, saw, I just saw it in IMAX. It, it was awesome seeing it on that giant screen. Yeah. That was cool. And I mean I've I, I've seen it a million times in the theater. Um when they do the, the old movie Sundays or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but to see it on that big of a screen. Um, I, I just thought it was awesome. Obviously, they had to convert it to to make it look good on on an IMAX screen, but it was good, man. Uh, no, there was a 3D, but I wasn't gonna sit there. It came up. There was only one showing in 3D, and it was at 10:30 at night. Oh, um, you should have went. It was worth it. I was like, hell no, I, I fell asleep. <laughs> you would have been so juiced, like especially the the underwater where he's in the cage. That part was hella scary. Did they convert it good? Because yeah. I don't, I don't like converted 3D movies. They they suck. No, it was it was it was one of the best the best ones, the best 3D conversions ever. I mean, we we all stood up and clapped at the end because um, the convert like all the Marvel movies are converted. And I, I don't even the Star Wars ones when they put them in 3D. I, I didn't like any of that. But um, the last movie that they shot with the 3D cameras, I believe horror wise was um the movie was lame but i thought the 3d effects were good was that um paranormal activity ghost dimension mm. that looked cool when when you when you saw the the entities and everything that that looked cool in 3d the movie was lame i didn't like where the story was going but i liked that and when you saw the the little the, the portal uh that went to the to the ghost dimension that looked really cool in 3d but eh, just, those movies, I know we're getting another one. And that last one was garbage. The mm. one that was on uh, Paramount Plus. Yeah. Uh, it was terrible. The only good part was the end when all the craziness happened. So, but yeah, it wasn't. My favorite one, I love the first one. That first one was still was spooky. It still scares me. Was the uh, the marked ones. <laughs> Yeah, oh, that one was yeah. scary. <laughs> those, those Mexican dudes, that one. Yeah, that was that was scary. Funny. I, um, yeah, they're doing another Insidious also. I liked all those. I mean, the first yeah. one was the best one. I mean, but, this yeah. one is um, yeah, this one goes back to uh, uh, that little kid. He's all grown up now, Dalton. And I guess yeah. it's more of the the lipstick demon coming mm-hmm. back after him. But, not um, Darth Maul. Yeah, but I know James Wan's doing it, so that's cool. I don't know. He let me down with the. Oh no, he didn't direct that one. Someone else did. the The guy that did Chris of La Llorona, um, I can't remember his name. He directed that last Conjuring one. The Devil uh, made me do it or whatever. That one was kind of weak. Yeah, I I fell asleep watching that, and I tried to watch it again, and fell asleep again. So that's how I know it's garbage. It's like. Like the little San Francisco Chronicle movie rating guy. I remember he used to be asleep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The last yeah. movie James Wan did, um, Malignant. That was hella good. Mm. I like that one. <laughs> <laughs> I was watching. I was starting laughing. I was like, what the hell is it? And then when I realized, like, oh. And did you see that one, Rob? Yeah, I seen it. Okay, so <laughs> what, was, what was funny is like, I tried to surprise my wife, like, you know, sometimes she, she uh, you know, cowboys up and she watches horror movies with me. She ain't really a fan. But I was like, watch this with me. Check this out. 
so we watched it and she's like why why is that that person running backwards is that that woman running backwards and i was like uh she goes wait a minute she goes this she has a twin right and isn't the twin? i was like oh she like called it right then and there i was like oh son of a all right oh spoiler alert yeah but I, did, I didn't i didn't see that coming but i did notice yeah, why is it running backwards? <laughs> but I, 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 that that was the last thing I was thinking of. Was it, was it spoiler alert? Everyone should have seen it. <laughs> the twin, because <laughs> what gave it away for her too is when there's a scene when you know the woman's standing in front of a mirror, and they feature the back of her head in the mirror so prominent. She's like, "Why do they keep showing the back of her head?" I was like, uh, "And she's like, just tell me, man. Just tell me. I'm gonna I'm gonna figure it out anyway. Just tell me." Yeah, so. Yeah, my wife's good at that. Well, she's a UCLA professor, so she's always researching stuff by eye. She sees it, and it's like, oh, that's what that is. And it's like, bam, okay, fine. You don't want the surprise. Fuck me, right? So, <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, we're going to be cutting it off right there um, before we talk all night. But um, thank you guys for being here. Uh, would you guys like to plug in your uh, social medias? Go ahead, Mike. Uh, if you want to check out my action figure photography, I am on Instagram at the Boneyard Collectibles. If you want to check out some of my other like ramblings and movie stuff, uh, Instagram at Real Talk Junkies Film. And uh, one thing my wife's always telling me, why don't you ever plug, is my artwork. Uh, I'm on Instagram at MJ Marin, M A R I N Art. And also, if you want some really cool native apparel that's original and not none of that stolen native Adidas bullshit, uh, go to the original Red Gear Productions. And that's on Instagram at Red Gear, R-E-D-G-E-A-R-9-6. And then you'll see all the uh, links to where to get uh, the best native-themed apparel, original artwork. Yeah, man. And then uh, if you want to follow me on Facebook and chat me up, I'm at uh, Mike J. Marin, M-I-K-E-J-M-A-R-N. Yeah. Yeah, you can find me over uh, on wherever you hear podcasts. Just search uh, Skater Nez Podcast Network there. You can hear the E-Society, where I'm the co-host with my brother Zisu. Uh, or listen to the MacNez podcast whenever I put out episodes. That one's not a weekly show. It's just whenever I feel like putting one out. Uh, you can like and uh, follow us on Facebook. Either just search East Society Podcast, the MacNez podcast. Uh, follow East Society's anchor feed at uh, anchor.fm slash MacNez, and all the East Society stuff is there. Uh, you can follow us on uh, the East Society podcast on YouTube. There's a handful of videos on there. We're going to do more. Um, follow us on Twitter at E Society Pod, at Macnez Pod, and at the Zisu or Theo Zisu, T H E O Z I S S O U on Instagram. Follow at E Society Podcast, at the Zisu, at Macnez Pod. Uh, follow my uh, Blu ray page at Blu ray Nez. Uh, you can follow the E Society on TikTok, E Society Pod. Um, go on, shoot on over to T Public and pick up an E Society or a Magnus t shirt. Uh, Rob designed our last uh NWO design. Uh, if you guys know wrestling NWO, he did it like that, but it's ESP. And yeah, man, people are rocking it. So, right on, brother. Thank you so much for that. Um, 
I think that's it. Yeah, that's what that's everywhere where you can find us or just I mean I have I have Facebook, but um I usually mainly use it for for the shows and everything. But I but I'm on there if you wanna hit me up to search uh Kevin Nez. Um I know there's yeah. another and I know there's another Kevin Nez there, but uh <laughs> he's false. Hey um <laughs> you're not gonna give him your OnlyFans um link? <laughs> Not yet. I don't have enough content on there. I don't know if you guys want. I don't know if you guys want to pay to see this this buffness uh, flapping around. But uh, shout out to all those people that do do that, man. They they make their money. So uh, I'm not hating the player. I ain't, I'm not hating the game either. But uh, yeah, Rob, he's been on the he's been on Magnus podcast. He's been on East Society as well. So he's. Both of these guys, Mike and Rob, they are part of the E-Society as well. So, but yeah, that's where you can find everything. Uh, and dude, right on. Thank you so much. Uh, I think this is the second time yep, I've been on the Classic Wolf. And, and um, yeah, hope to be on some more, brother. Yep. Thank you. All right, guys, go follow me at the, on Instagram. That is Nightwing Rob. That's N-I-G-H-T-W-I-N-G-R-O-B-B with the Classic Wolf podcast. And on Facebook, it's Robin Jackson and with the Class of War podcast as well. Thank you, brothers. Thank you guys for being my second guest on, well, actually my third guest on um, the Howling Moon Thursdays. And you guys are always welcome. Thank you, brothers. Much love right. to you guys. Thanks, Thanks for guys. having us, man. Yeah, right on. Thanks. Thank you guys. And thank you guys for the support. And I'll see you guys next week. Peace.